Just say it. It's the Cooper and Anthony Show. Cheating death is having the best week ever. And it's only Monday. (laughs) (laughs) Right, right. Well, um, yeah, I guess. uh, So cheating death is having the best day ever. We don't know how the week is going to go, but so, so far it's having a really good day. Uh, I've got three stories of celebrities actually in the news who have just today reveal that they just cheated death. So the first one is Jennifer Lawrence. Okay. Okay. Now, first of all, people always ask me, are you related to Jennifer Lawrence? As far as I know, we're not related, but I've never really done a full DNA thing to figure it out. You know, I don't know that everybody named Lawrence is necessarily related. Yeah, you got to do a 23 and me to figure that out. Anyway, so Jennifer Lawrence, you know, she's out there promoting Don't Look Up, this movie that we talked about last week. She told Vanity Fair that she almost died in a near plane crash. Okay. Okay, here's what happened. She was flying private Hmm. on a small plane that underwent double engine failure. Okay. She said, here's her quote. She said, my skeleton was all that was left in the seat. (laughs) (laughs) But she said she immediately thought that she deserved to die for being the kind of person who flew private. Um, She said that she started leaving voicemails for her family saying things like, I've had a great life. I'm really sorry. She was apologizing for things, telling them how much that she loved them. But interestingly enough, see, this is why we might be related. She said the worst part was that, oh, God, her dog Pippi was on her lap. She said, quote, here's this little thing who did not ask to be a part of this. You know, right. Well, anyway, they ended up making an emergency landing in Buffalo, and obviously she was okay. But Jennifer Lawrence cheated death. When a plane loses both engines, it just turns into a glider, a really bad (laughs) glider. It's kind of like a sofa in the air. I mean, it doesn't mean you're going to die. If you have a good pilot, they'll figure it out. I guess if you're going to die in a plane crash, dying in like a precious little plane where you have like a big lounge chair seat and your dog on your lap and some champagne in your hand. You know, I mean, I have to say, like, of all places to deal with a plane crash, that's probably a nicer. Those are your nicer last few minutes, Mm -hmm. as opposed to the way we fly in the back of coach where there's a baby crying and there's somebody eating a burrito and it sinks up the whole plane. Like those are our last minutes. Yeah. The, the, the beverage cart rolling up and down the aisle, hitting people, kids screaming. Yeah. That's, that's my life. Cold coffee spilled on my lap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're, we're yeah, we're not, we're not getting the, coffee the best. <laughs> right. <on> your lap. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. Also cheating death this week is great. Okay. So Grace Kelly's son, Prince Albert of Monaco mm-hmm. is married to a woman named Charlene. So she is princess Charlene of Monaco in case you don't know. So princess Charlene cheated death as well. Okay. There's some controversy surrounding this story of hers. A source close to the Royal family said that she almost died in South Africa she was hospitalized. She had a couple of different surgeries. She had like an ear, nose and throat infection. And it was just it went from bad to worse. And she nearly died. And it was so bad because it was ear, her ear, nose and throat. She couldn't eat anything. She could only drink. So she lost half her body weight. And wow. it was really. Yeah, she was there for like weeks on end. Or I think like a month even. So a lot of people were like, hmm, 
it looks like an eating disorder or mental health issues that they're saying is ear, nose, and throat. Mm-hmm. So finally, they asked Prince Albert, who said, "You know, he, he, I, I wish he just came out and said, no, she had surgeries. She's on the men. She's going to be fine. But no, he's got to give a vague answer also. He said her health is, quote, the result of several factors which are private matters. <laughs> Can't even come out with it. No, but... People close to her said that she she just she cheated death this week. Mm-hmm. And our third story, our third and final story of cheating death is uh, we're going to make Selena Gomez haters feel like shit about the story. So if you're a Selena Gomez fan, more power to you. If you're somebody who likes to drag Selena and the people around her, oh, you're going to feel so bad when you hear this. So Selena's mom, Mandy, was in a recent photo shoot with her. And Selena posted it everywhere, and so did Mandy. And it's very obvious looking at the photo that Mandy, who we've seen for many, many years now, because she's always by Selena's side. They're like best friends. They're one of those mother-daughter teams. Um, The mother's always been tiny, like size six, size eight. She's now a size 16 or 18. We're not quite sure. She's, She's a large, large woman. And it happened in a very short period of time. So, of course, the people that I don't, see, I don't understand all these body shamers. I thought we're living in a time of body positivity. I don't get it. Like body positivity means that you're supposed to not call attention to a woman's weight in a photograph mm-hmm. unless, you know, it's like unless walking over to douche. Right, right. Unless you're a douche. Like, exactly. But there's still the body shamers out there. So they totally shame the mom and said terrible things about her. So finally, she said, um, look, guys, I know I've put on weight. It's because. I was in the hospital with double pneumonia. I almost died. In fact, the doctors told me I had only days to live. Mm-hmm. And she was there for weeks laying there. And I guess they filled her up with steroids. And when you take those kinds of steroids, you know, you get you gain weight on them. It just she went from a size eight to a size 18 in a matter of weeks because of the medication they put her on to save her life. Yeah, it wasn't because of the hospital food. You're not gaining weight from that so it's got to be something else well she couldn't eat yeah right so she's like i'm lucky to be alive i was given days to live but here i am and anyone who has anything to say about my body uh go fuck yourself double pneumonia how do you get that i don't know do you go outside with wet hair is that how you get it (laughs) that's how my mom told me i would get it you you didn't dry your hair good enough you're gonna get double pneumonia <laughs> that's what that's happened. Yep, yep. She took a shower. She didn't have time to dry her hair. She was in a hurry. That's what happened. Wet socks and wet hair. And then yeah. you go outside when it's cold, double pneumonia. <laughs> you're in the hospital. Next thing you know, you're a size 14. <laughs> right. That's what happened to her. <laughs> Speaking of people who died, so this guy, an Indian guy, 45 years old, riding a motorcycle in mm-hmm. New Delhi, got struck, 45 years old, died. Ooh, how sad. Instantly died. So the family said, uh, you know, we'll bury him, we'll do all this. So while they're waiting, they put him in the freezer. Mm-hmm. So they go and they say, well, let's go see dad one more time. So they go in there. Dad's not dead. What? Dad's been dead for six hours. <gasps> In the freezer, there's a video of it. I don't want to show you because it's really disturbing. 
Uh, don't show me. Just I'll take your word for it. It's it's disturbing. He still has the thing that they put down your throat. Oh my god! So he's in the morgue with the thing down his throat, and he starts breathing. <gasps> and they said, "No, he's been dead for six hours. No heartbeat." So what happened? He so they revived him somehow by accident, and he's did he come back to life? Now, so okay, but he's still alive. Wow. So that's the thing. If I die, at least give me six hours. No, no. Before make you, sure, you burn I, yeah. Me. Make sure I'm dead. Like, just let me lay there for a while. Check it out. You know, we've seen so many of these movies now. I finally saw your stupid show, Midnight Mass, uh-huh. where they die for five minutes and then they come back. Can you imagine? Let's go see Dad. Oh, it's really right. cold in here. Oh, look at him laying. <gasps> Holy shit, he's breathing. <laughs> Thank God they went to go see him. Otherwise, he would have died. <laughs> I wonder, and I, I, like, I wonder how often that happens that somebody is like, oh, I guess he's dead. And they stick him in a morgue and he like he's alive. But then because he's stuck in the morgue, they end up dying. I wonder how often that that's pretty gruesome that I just said that. But I wonder how often that happens. Six hours he's in the yeah, morgue. It's crazy. So I, I, I bet being in the freezer helped him stay alive yeah to stay alive but i think they have to teach the doctors in new delhi when to call death (laughs) right (laughs) (laughs) you gotta make sure that they're dead before you take them to the morgue because i don't know there seems to be a lot of stories lately of people waking up in morgues well there's a doctor shortage all over the world so my guess is the person who when he's dead was not a doctor it was probably like the mechanic who was like, oh, my God, the motorcycle and the guy both dead. How do you know? I'm a mechanic. Trust me. Uh, so they're not really a doctor doctor. There's kind of like a play doctor. Well, I don't, I don't know who they took advice from. It clearly wasn't a doctor because a doctor should know death. I think think, think the first day of doctor school, they're like, okay, before we go into the little things about like the heart and how it works, just there's, there's alive and there's dead. So we're going to show you. Yeah. Check the pulse and and they show you where to do it. I think even that's, that's day one. (laughs) Right. Your first day of doctor school. Yeah. They check the pulse and then they watch the little beep thing. If it's not going beep, then not dead yet. And anybody that doesn't understand this, we're going to review it again. Day two of doctor school. And he was put in a government hospital morgue freezer. So this wasn't like uh, just a regular hospital. This is a government hospital. So, you know, they just want to just get rid of them and bring somebody else in. Right, right. And the He's family taking a valuable space Yeah, and the family brought in a camera to. I don't know why you do that either, but they're shooting. That's weird. Yeah. My family does that where they take photos of, of people in caskets. That, that, they do? Yeah, I don't like that at all. Whoa, that's, I've always thought that was so weird. I, I have one, I know one person who's done that. I find that really, really odd. You know, I just, I, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm not interested in seeing somebody once they've died. I certainly don't want to photograph to memorialize it. Well, when you're flipping through a photo album during Christmas going, oh, look, I was five years old there. Oh the hell right <laughs> i don't need to see this well don't you remember that girl that got dragged on tiktok recently because she photographed herself she took a selfie at a wake with the dead person behind her yeah yeah well it's the same thing That's so her odd. dad behind her so she oh, was, was it doing dad? it because she was a instagram model so she wanted to do the instagram photo with her dad 
Ugh. Yeah, that's wacky too. That's just there was another guy like last year who did a selfie on a grave with a big pile of dirt smiling. Oh, I remember that. Right, right, right. Yeah, they're but all see, that's the kind of thing. Yeah, even if you do that, don't post it. Yeah, because that's what she did because she's an Instagram model. So she has to go on and show everybody what she's doing that day. Some things we don't need to see. No, that's one that's, of them. It's really disrespectful and really morbid. And my guess is I think she probably ended up losing a lot of followers that day. Well, but don't bring the video camera into the morgue uh, unless you know dad is actually dead. I know. Should you not be able to bring a phone or a video camera into places like that? Like no more morgues, no funerals. Yeah, because you know I mean, I mean, should it be, like, like if I go see Dave Chappelle, I can't bring a camera. I, I can't bring a phone in. Like you got to leave your phone outside in one of those pouches when you go see Dave Chappelle. Yeah. I feel like it should be at least Dave Chappelle level if you go to a funeral. Speaking of people regularly regarded as second-class citizens, it's the Cooper and Anthony Show. Broadcast school has really paid off. There's a very famous show in the UK called An Audience With. Have you ever heard of it? No. Oh, it's been around for like 30 years, since like the 80s. It's maybe even longer. So the 80s, was that 30 years ago? I don't know. (laughs) Let's see, 80s, 90s, 2000s. Yes, 30 years ago. Uh, Let me do the Uh math. (laughs) (laughs) okay what you do is you take 1980 and Uh you add 10 so that's 90 90 then you add another one 2000 that's 2000 so that's 20 years and then and then we're what year is it now do you know that 21 21 so that's three okay so that yeah so that is more than 30 years it's it's 21 so that's 31 years since 1980 well, I don't know if it started in 1980, 81. It's, it's been around since the 80s is the point. It's been around about 30 years. So That's it's 40 great... years. Hold on. We got that wrong. Is it 40 years? With 80s to 90s is 10. Yeah. 90s to 2000 is 20. Hold on. And then 2000 to, to 2020 is 30 years. We did it right. Do we, do we miss a decade? No. 80, 90, 10. <laughs> 2000, eight, nine, six, 41 eight, nine, years. <laughs> it's 41 years. See, Wait, 40, we missed a whole decade. No, the 80s to the 90s is 10 years. 1980 to 1990. 2021 minus 1980 is 41 years. How could that? Wait a minute. Is this like the dress? <laughs> <laughs> freaking me out right now <laughs> it's, it's, you know when you count people's gold? hands and you go one two skip these three four five six seven eight and then you count and they they have 11 fingers that's kind of like what this is but we you skipped a whole decade somewhere i didn't skip a whole decade you did 80 to 90 is one is 10 90 to, to, to 2000 to 2000 is 20 then 2000 to 2010 Oh, <laughs> I can't believe I'm teaching you math. <laughs> we forgot 2010. <laughs> oh my god! Which Thank makes I sense were. because I want to erase everything from 2010 <laughs> to 2021 because I don't remember jack shit about that that decade. <laughs> Thank God we're in radio, not something where math would be something important that we need to know to like save a world. Like, yeah. thank God we're not like building buildings where math is like super important. Otherwise, the building collapses. We could be in a big, giant company meeting right now going, sir, that's 31 <laughs> years. 
<laughs> It'd be like, no. <laughs> no, don't listen, sir. 1980 to 1990 is one, is 10. <laughs> and then they would fire us. <laughs> well, that's what's confusing about the 2000s because it's 2000 to 2020. Yeah, that's 20 years. You're right. It's not 10 years. I forgot. There's. <laughs> See, you make fun of my math skills, but now it helped you. Yeah, it really did. And I was sure you were wrong. That's the best thing. Oh, my God. This is embarrassing. But OK. So anyway, it's, it's the show that's been around apparently 40 years. Um, the show is called An Audience With. And the concept is somebody famous hosts the night. But the audience is also famous people, and they get to stand up and ask questions. Okay, uh, Joan Rivers has done the show, Lionel Richie, the Spice Girls. So it's comedians, it's hosts. Uh, I think Donny Osmond did one. Hmm. So <laughs> Donny <a>, Osmond, <laughs> that's where he went, <laughs> right? <laughs> we were wondering well, they, where he went. Well, because they, you know, it's so funny because they put him when they have the list of their prominent people who've done an audience with. He's on that list, so I guess he's important in the. He's not important in America. He's important in the UK, I guess. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so last night it was Adele's turn, and in the audience was Idris Elba, Emma Thompson, Samuel L. Jackson, David Tennant, Mel B, Dua Lipa, so many more famous people. But it was very interesting because Emma Thompson gets up and asks Adele a couple of questions, and then she has a surprise for her. Check this out. Was there someone who kind of supported you or inspired you or sort of, you know, protected you from all the trials and tribulations of life and inspired you to sort of That's Emma Thompson talking on. right now. Yeah, I had um, a teacher at Chestnut Grove who taught me English. That was Miss McDonald. Did you ever keep in touch? Did you see? No, she left when I was in year eight. When I was in year eight, yeah, but it was just one year. But she was like, she got me really into literature. Like, I've always been obsessed with English, and obviously now I write lyrics. But she also did street dance. Not I was too scared to join. But like in the in the canteen, they used to do these dances and stuff like that. But yeah, she just um, she was so bloody cool, so engaging, and like she really made us care, and we knew that she cared about us and stuff like that. And it was just she used to have all these gold bracelets on and gold like sig rings and I don't know she was bloody cool yeah and so relatable and likable that I really look forward to my English lessons yeah because it's odd actually funny enough is she is here she's here tonight they brought the teacher she's in the audience I guess Adele has spoken about this teacher before. Wow. And she comes up and Adele is crying at this point because the teacher comes up and hugs her. <laughs> it's ugly crying too. It's not nice crying. It's ugly. It's like, yep. crying. No, I'm just looking after my family. Oh my just dancing. <laughs> Imagine, like, you. some random woman changed Adele's oh, life. Thank you for remembering me. Thank, oh, you. Mom, no, really... thank you for remembering me. Mum, Mum, can you believe it? <laughs> Mum, oh, oh, now I've got to get my old face redone. <laughs> oh, my God, how are you? Well, I haven't good. seen you since I was, like, 12. Do you 
you have kids? What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, I've got two kids. You've got I've two got, kids? Um, Sky and Hayden. Hi, guys. Oh. <laughs> Mom always said she knew Adele, but we never believed her. We're like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> exactly. Oh, yeah, yeah I used to famous. teach Adele. Sure you did. Yeah, yeah you I'm taught Adele. When she was eight, like, she's really going to remember you. <laughs> yeah, of course. Of course. Yeah, oh, I've got my makeup fixed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, really, I, I influenced her show. life. You know, she she writes lyrics and I taught her English. I taught her how to write. Yeah, right, mom. <laughs> so mm-hmm. so that was that was like not a dry eye in the house. It was one of those really beautiful moments, you know. And then uh, then there was an interesting question. I don't I don't think you know who Hannah Wadding, Waddingham is. Uh, she won the Emmy. She won Emmys for Ted Lasso. She was in sex education. That's where I know her from, sex education. Um, But she got up and she asked Adele this. You are so rightly idolized all around the world. But I just wanted to know, who are your idols? You you know I love you some Beyonce. You know I do love you some Beyonce. But I wouldn't really, you know, my idols, and I'm about to say I can't really compare anything I do to Beyonce, just because it's like night and day, and she's just heavenly. Um, <laughs> I couldn't also really compare. Do you know what? Beyonce's one of my favourites, guys. She's not one of my idols. Oh. Don't come for me. Um, I would say Don't like come Midler, for me. Barbara oh Streisand, for sure. And they're definitely like unreachable in every way, but just the humour and just that I feel like I have that in common with them. You know, it's like, you, like everyone likes to sing sad songs, but they're like, you talk dirty and all that. But no one, no one sings See, that's what she said. She said, off, like, you, she compares herself to Bette Midler oh. and Barbara Streisand. You sing sad songs, but then you like to talk dirty. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> you know, I love Adele, and I think she's hot, and she's got stupid talent. And but that accent drives me insane. <laughs> but it's so you know. But that's what's so interesting about it because you meet her and she has that voice. You know, when you when you talk to her and she's like oh, really really like thick accent. And it's really guttural. But then this beautiful singing voice comes out of her mouth as well. And it just doesn't. It's so funny, like her speaking voice and her singing voice sound like the two completely different human beings. Mm -hmm. So an Australian journalist is in trouble now. Mm -hmm. And uh, he got fired. Fired? He got fired. So what happened was he got an interview with Adele. So... He's flying from Australia. He's got to fly to London to interview okay. Adele. So she's not coming to him. She's not doing it on Skype. He's got to go to her. Got so it. they got to send, you know, four people with him. It costs 7000 of Australian dollars, whatever that is. Okay. Uh, it could be three bucks or five million. We don't know. But anyway, they, they flew 10,000 miles to do this Adele interview. Mm-hmm. So he gets there and they sit down with Adele and she's like, Hey, nice to meet you. And he's like, nice to meet you. And they get the cameras going. And she says, well, what do you think of my new album? And he says, I haven't heard it. <gasps> and she's like, well, no, they emailed it to you like a week ago. Right. And then he looked and he goes, Oh, it's in my spam folder. <gasps> <laughs> Never heard it. Don't really know who you are. What? I, I he doesn't know, know who album. Adele is. I can't, <laughs> he flew all the way. And by the way, it's um, for every one American dollar, it's 70, 72 cents. So the Australian dollar is pretty close to us. Mm-hmm. But uh, so he flew all the way from Australia to London to interview somebody he'd never heard of. And also, 
who's never heard of Adele? Yeah, totally unaware. And he he had no idea what the album sounded like. It was in his spam folder. So he said it's the most important email he ever missed. Uh, Yeah, I mean, you spent all that time flying and you didn't think, I'm going to try to at least listen to the album. Right. While you're on the plane. I don't know about you, but I have Apple Music. All you got to do is just download whatever you want to listen. A week before the album came out. So he had he actually had it in his spam folder a week before it came out. But I would have said to the people who sent me, listen, I I need to hear her album first. I need to hear her music. And then once they say, well, we sent it to you, then you go looking for it in spam or, you know what, send it to this other email address. Mm -hmm. You don't go unprepared. You know what? He deserved to be fired. We're feeling kind of emotional. Give us a sec, okay? Thanks, we're over it. The Cooper and Anthony Show. About a month ago, we were going to have an interview with Wes Scanlon from Puddle of Mud. Right. And we tried to get him on, and we did have him on. We just couldn't hear him because he couldn't figure out how to use Zoom. Right. He couldn't figure out how to, how to unmute himself. <laughs> so <laughs> the whole time he's on with us, you can see him. He's on the show with us, but we just can't hear him. And right. you can see him just pulling his hair out, yelling at the computer. Then he gets off and then he gets back on and the whole time, nothing. And so, somebody helping him and they couldn't figure it out between the two of them. It was like, nobody knew it was going on. Yeah. So I was saying back then, see, Wes has had a lot of problems with drugs mm-hmm. and he's done some really bad shows and he's done uh, live uh, acoustic sets that are just horrendous. And he cleaned up. So we were all happy about that, that he got clean and he wrote a new album. He's got a new band together. They're still called Puddle of Mud, but it's a new band. Right. Uh, so we regret to inform you that he's back at it again. What do you mean, drinking again? He played a show last night. Oh, no. The whole time he's on the stage, I think this is his first show he's ever done because the whole time he's on the stage, he's like, there's a light in my eye. So he's got his hands up because there's a light in his eye and, and he's, he can't see the crowd. Okay. So he's screaming at the light guy saying, oh no, I can't see. And then, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> you know, stop it with the light. And then, yeah, so this is what is. Here he is on stage. Okay, let me just describe. So he's standing there in front of a microphone. And he has both hands in front of his eyes. Like when you walk out and the sun is too bright and you forgot to bring your sunglasses. <laughs> and so you put your hands up because like you're trying to block the sun. Every time you go on stage to introduce a band or whatever, you can't see anything. There's lights in your eyes. You you don't know if there's one person out in the crowd or 500,000 because you can't see. That's just the way it is to be on stage. Right. And we've done this enough that we know this. 
Yeah, we're not performers, but we but being in radio for all the years we've been in radio, we have gone out to introduce bands. And because the band is about to come right out, everything's set. The lighting is set. Their instruments are set. Everything is set. So we just have to like run out, say like, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for coming. Puddle of mud and then, you know, run out. So we we are there with all the lighting and their whole everything's yeah, all set. They don't change shit. that. I can't yeah, hear we can't shit. See, yeah, we can't, I can't see shit. We see can't, anything. We can't hear anything. Nothing. We have to, we just accept the fact that people probably hear us. We're not quite sure. <laughs> <laughs> so they they he, cheer afterwards, and maybe they heard it. So you got to know he's been through this before. This is not his first show, right? Let's get it over and just get naked. So the whole time he's singing, he has his hands in front of his eyes. <laughs> okay, now he's turning around, trying to get the guy's attention. Okay, now the lights are off of him, and he still has his hands up. They turn the light off, finally. And he seems very confused. So he's wandering around this. He's talking to the other guys. He's like, do you, do you guys see those lights? Is there anybody out there? I don't know. Are there, are there lights? Is it me? Do you guys see the lights? I don't know why uh, the lights have to be blinding me for this whole show. <laughs> Hell, now I can see all you people. Because there's no lights on. They yeah, turn that, the lights yeah. off. But the stage is totally black. You, you can't even see that it's him. Here where I'm at right now, it's like, it's like a fucking... Like a fucking flashlight blinking in your fucking head. And I don't think that's fucking cool. Really. I, I love that he's like yelling at the lighting <laughs> person like at the club. To me. Like they're doing it on purpose to him. Oh, yeah. And then look, out of nowhere, here's another fucking douchebag fuck. He's a douchebag. The lighting guy is a douchebag. Yep. He's just doing his job, dude. Oh, I got a flashlight too, motherfucker. I have a flashlight somewhere. I'm going to shine it in his eyes. <laughs> so then he continues to do the show, and I, there's no lights on his face. So right, he, they turn the lights off, except there's lights on the stage in the back so that the drummer can see the drums. Because prior to this, the drummer couldn't even see the drums. So now he goes back, unplugs his guitar, turns his amp off, Grabs a drink and walks off the stage. That's it. He's decided that's that. That's no it. more. That that's and the whole band is. Well, what 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 are we doing here? Uh, do we still get paid for this? Do do we continue? <laughs> There's no singer. Am um, I still getting a check? What? People are gonna start throwing things at us like the Blues Brothers. <laughs> what what's going on? <laughs> We don't, we don't know what to people, play. Yeah, right. People hate coming to see bands when there's no band and they've paid for it. The, but the band has no idea what's going on. No. Is he coming back out? Is he taking a break? Is he peeing? Did he go home? Is he in an Uber already? <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. They just walk off stage. And so they figured done. out that he left. He wasn't coming back. You risk COVID. To go see Puddle of Mud. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so you said, screw COVID. 
I'm going to go see this band I really like. I love that song, Blurry. I'm going to go see (laughs) (laughs) Puddle of Mud. And then uh, he bitches the whole time and walks off stage. Uh, So it's official. Wes is back on drugs. You think? Yeah, Yeah. it certainly seems that way. I mean, the fact that he stood there the whole time with his hands in front of his eyes while he was singing, then they turned the lights off completely. So now... The, no one can see anything on the stage either because it's pitch black on the stage. And he's like, I could finally see you guys. It's like, yeah, but we're here to see you. <laughs> and we now can no longer see you. And that's, I mean, a singer can just sing. You take a microphone and you sing, but the drummer has to see the drums and the guitar guy has to see the things on the floor that he has to hit with his foot. Like they can't play in the pitch black dark. I, I guess he wanted them to. I don't know. But now yeah. he just walked off. So that's wow. not the first time he's walked off stage. He's done this a lot. So the minute he starts getting wacky, everybody pulls out their camera because they say, I'm going to be on TMZ. Wait. I hope those guys who are with Puddle of Mud right now, I hope that's not their only gig. You know what I mean? I hope like I hope it wasn't like a guy who's a session drummer and somebody was like, hey, Wes Scanlon, Puddle of Mud, what do you think? Yeah. Finally, a gig. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm and then you show up, and this is what you got to deal with. Life. I'm going to get paid to play. How <laughs> right. great is that? I get to see the whole country. We're going to go on tour. <laughs> and then, Wes, because you know everybody in that band hates him. Yeah. You know they hate him. And then he does this. They're like, oh, God, now I got to go back home. Now right. I got to go back to playing in a bar band i i'm playing open mic night now just because wes can't keep his shit together right and now my mom's gonna be like see i told you you should have gone to medical school and we can prove it because the first time we were gonna have him on something happened with him and he flipped out and they couldn't find him right the record company couldn't find him and the record company was emailing me and apologizing up and down to me for not being able to find him. We can't find him. We can't find him, dude. We we don't know where he's at. So then they finally found him. They rescheduled (laughs) and then he flipped out on us because he couldn't hear anything. I can just imagine the record company watching this video going, (sighs) how do we get out of this contract? Right. Why did we sign him? Why, why, why? Just so you know, it's not that common. It doesn't happen to every guy, and it is a big deal. I knew it. It's the Cooper and Anthony Show. I risk everything in my head before I go to do something. This this past weekend was the first time I went to the movie theater since Bad Boys. What did you see? how long it's been since I went to the movie theater. And I said, there's only two movies that are going to get me back into theater. And that is matrix Uh and ghostbusters. And what was this weekend? I don't even know. Ghostbusters. So ghostbusters came out on Thursday and yeah, I've been dying to see it. Is it a prequel? This is the prequel, right? No, it's a, but, uh, it takes place like 30 years. It's in real time. Oh. So if the Ghostbusters happened in 85, then they are the age they are now. Uh-huh. But it, the number one movie this past weekend. Ghostbusters Afterlife. Afterlife. Made $44 yeah. million bucks. 
um, at the box office. I don't know how. Uh-huh. So the money was yours. <laughs> because the theater I was in had six people in it on a Saturday. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> on a Saturday, six people in the whole theater. Well, then you probably felt better about going, right? Because it was packed. If it was like elbow to elbow, then you'd be freaking out. It's probably better there was only six no, people I, there, right? No, I loved it that there was nobody there. That's awesome. Yeah. But how the hell is the movie industry going to last when nobody is going to the movie theater to see the movie that came out two days ago? Well, I don't know that anybody was really excited to see... No, they were Ghostbusters. They no, were. I, Matrix Resurrections. You're going to see a lot of people. See, but Matrix, I think, is also going to be on HBO at the same time, so that might save me from going. So, oh, are if, they doing one of those things where it's going to be movies and HBO at the same time? Yeah. So, if Ghostbusters was on HBO Max, there's no way I would have went because it's just that's just crazy that right. You know, there's 40 minutes of previews and commercials before the movie even starts. <laughs> 40 minutes. That's the best part. I love the previews. I love the previews, but now they got them mixed with commercials. Oh, not so good. You can't fast forward through them. And you paid. You know, see, that doesn't make sense. If I get um, Discovery Plus... For four ninety nine, that's with commercials. If I pay six ninety nine, that's without commercials. Mm-hmm. How much did you pay for your for your movie ticket? Okay, for two people and popcorn for two and drinks for two. Mm-hmm. Two medium popcorns, two medium drinks, two tickets. Matinee on Saturday. How much was all that? Uh, you spent forty seven dollars. Fifty two bucks. Oh, I was close. Fifty two dollars to and see you had to watch commercials that's my point exactly. if you spent 52 dollars, it should be no commercials no they're running commercials melina menudas whatever her the fuck her name is it <laughs> came on <laughs> maria menudas yeah there, she came on the screen before that talking about stuff and then plugging stuff and then it's it's 10 minutes of commercials and then they run uh, previews and then at the end of the previews they run more commercials oh no not okay yeah, it's that it, there was a crypto commercial right before the movie started. No, you can't advertise to me if I've spent a full boat here. If I bought popcorn and spent a, if it's not a discount ticket, I'm sorry. I spent a full amount of money. I bought my ticket straight out. No commercials. Sorry. None. Oh, okay. Zero. So let's say you are, I'm, let's say you're okay with commercials. So you're playing that c- crypto commercial for six people. <laughs> <laughs> How much money are you getting for playing that commercial to piss me off? It's a good point. I just spent 52 bucks for shitty popcorn and flat Coke to watch a movie when I could be at home enjoying myself a lot more. You were two of those six people. That's hilarious. Two of those six. And that was, and you had assigned seating. I was like, sit wherever you want. I mean, and the bad thing about movies now, because Marvel started this shit, is they will have pre or not previews, but extra scenes in the credits. 
Oh, so you got to stay late. You got to stay after. So the Ghostbusters had an, had one right at the end of the movie, and then they had another one at the total end of the movie after they said no animals were harmed and all that other shit. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Thanks to the city of New York, whatever. Right. And then they, then another scene popped up. Oh my God. Are you serious? That's so annoying. <laughs> well, you obviously stayed for it because you knew that. I mean, usually the minute the first, the minute the movie's over and you see the very first credit roll, right, I'm gone. out the door. I would say it was a fun movie. Okay, so when it comes out on HBO, I will totally watch it. it it's a fun movie with a lot of callbacks mm-hmm. to the original. I feel like I have to rewatch the original. There's a lot of stuff I don't remember. People are always quoting Ghostbusters to me. or like, remember that scene? Oh, this is just like that scene from Ghostbusters where mm-hmm. I don't remember Ghostbusters. I was like a child when I saw it. I need to re-see it. If you you're need gonna- to re-see it. Don't see the second one. Hate- see the first one. Okay, fine. But this one lot of callbacks so if you're a fan of it like i was you'll really right enjoy okay it. all right and you take your your oldest son to it and he loves ghostbusters he he loved it <laughs> let's say it is a woman for a minute there have been a few they usually work after dark it's the cooper and anthony show a friend of my father-in-law's passed away today and it made the news this guy Don LaFontaine. Without a movie trailer guy. Yeah, the movie trailer guy. The in a world. Now you know my father-in-law is a well-known, is also a well-known voiceover guy. Mm-hmm. But he's one. But like Don LaFontaine, you know the voice, but not the name. If you go to, by the way, you should go to go to John Lee dot com. John J O N L E E dot com. Oh, really? Is that how you spell it? Well, no. People think J O H N. Yeah. So I'm telling you, oh, John J O N. J O N. Oh, okay. Yeah, JohnLee.com. <laughs> You'll recognize some of those voiceovers. That's my father-in-law, uh-huh. and Don LaFontaine was a friend of his. And these guys, there was a point when it was just back, back, back in the day when these guys started in the '60s. There was just a small handful of them, and they all had that voice. Hello, hello. Hello there. In a world, you know, that was there was only a handful of them, and they got all the work because it was beneath celebrities to do voiceovers. From outer space and into your home, odors from bacteria, mold, and mildew. My father-in-law smells deep inside that comfy sofa, your favorite rug. Does he speak like that when he comes to his house? I know, and it does. How you doing? Yeah. Deep clean, she comes to your house. Down odor terminator. That's him. Its powerful spray goes in deep to conquer. He was the voice of the swamp mold, thing, mildew, even bacteria. I just blasted those odors that's him? away. Kill the next no, that's a woman. So remember, new Febreze Deep that Clean. That part's him. The deep down clean for where you live. Yeah, that's my father-in-law. And he knew the movie trailer guy. Very well, because, like I'm saying. Because they hang was, out together. Yeah, because they all did. No, they really right. did. There was such a, there was so few of them back in the day who did it because it was beneath actors to do voiceovers. They would never be caught dead doing a voiceover. But now it's, you know, it's all actors. But Don Lon Fontaine was the guy. Did you ever see that profile they did on him in like 2020? This is it right here. One man. Me. Well, I was born in a simple log cabin. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, When I was 13 years old, my voice changed in the middle of a sentence. Mom, I'll help you with the dishes. (laughs) (laughs) Literally. (laughs) And never went back. And I was this cut up in class. And when I went to school the next day, I didn't want to talk. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So that's Don Lon Fontaine, and he uh, passed away 68, so young. Mm -hmm. 
man, he had what a great because they would come pick him up in a limousine, drive him to a, a sound stage or a studio. He had one in his house though. But no, on on like the twenty twenty, they 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 oh, like followed okay. him around, yeah. and then they he he was in there for like three minutes. They handed him a check for like fifty grand, <laughs> and they sent him home in his limos. And he did that every day. Well, because it was it was SAG, so SAG requires that he be treated that way. Wow. The limo. I mean, they had to send a limo for you, and if they fly you somewhere, my father in law tells a story that he was living in I think New Jersey at the time, and he had to do some voiceover for MGM. They flew him out first class. Sent a limo for him. He walked into a studio. He was in there for maybe a half an hour at the most. And he turned right around and took a limo back, first class, back to Jersey. Wow. But that's that's how they did it back then. And, and these guys were the ones. These were the ones that made the bulk of the money because it was really hard to get in. It was just the same guys over and over. It was like maybe about 10 of them. Yeah. It wasn't even that many. But now when you go to the movies... It's every movie is done. I'm, I, I sit in the movie theater well, go, come well, on. No, no, but wait a second. It's not. There's a bunch of guys who model their style after him. He's opened up opportunity for a lot of people. Yeah, but you so can tell Don. Though. You could tell him, but but there's definitely the, the imitators, the mimickers, mm-hmm. the people that also, you know, that'll you can get that voice, but for a little bit less money. Yeah, that's true. Because he costs more. And also, he retired. So mm. when, he, when he retired, because, you know, he didn't, he wasn't working in... I guess he kind of still had. My father-in-law has the same thing where they all have studios in their houses now, right? And they and they do stuff there and they send it in. But occasionally they do have to come into a studio. But but uh, at one point Don LaFontaine did retire, so he did open the door for other people to do that kind of stuff and to have that inner world, you know, voice, mm. which they all did. But I got to tell you, this, there was a lot of people waiting for this guy to certainly retire, not die. Yeah. Well, I was one of them. Yeah, because everybody I sit, in radio... I, I, yeah, I sit in my studio all the time reading, you know, scripts that people send me and go, I would love to say, you know, Thursday. You know, that I love that because he, he says four words in a uh, in a promo and he makes 50 grand. So please, Don, retire. But the way... but. The way they do it, I, I learned the hard way because when I first started in radio, people said, oh, you do voiceovers. And I'm like, all right, I'll try it. I must have gone on 200 auditions and I only booked one thing and it was an in-house, in-house meeting at the advertising agency. They have you voice what a spot will sound like. And then once they decide to go with that spot, then they cast people to actually voice it and it's not you. Oh, so just a, a demo of a demo of a, a demo, demo of a demo of a demo. <laughs> and after 200 auditions, and I, I don't have a bad voice, but, but after 200 auditions, that's all I booked was that I got paid $250 for it. That was it. Mm-hmm. Because these guys that do it, they, they have a way. I mean, look, listen to my father-in-law. They have a way to take one word and put so much emotion behind it that you, know, you just hear strawberry. And all you're thinking all day is, my God, I want to eat strawberries and strawberry jam. I want to be covered in strawberry. And I want to go get strawberry shortcake. And, and, and there's something about the – it's really a talent. And people all the time will stop my father-in-law, even, even Sean Lee, who does voiceovers for a living, and say – I have a good voice. I want to do that. Like, it's so easy. And the truth is, it's really not easy to do. They make it sound so easy. But there's a lot of people that are waiting for these guys to retire. That's for sure. Yeah. I'm waiting for Vanessa Paradis to go away. Who? The woman who's with Johnny Depp. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I'm just, I'm waiting for her to, I don't know, retire, kick. I don't care what happens to her. Move. Decide that she's going to be with a French guy. You, she you want that gig? I want that gig. I want. I want the I'm Johnny Depp's girlfriend gig. Yeah, that's the gig I want. You hope eventually she tires of his odor and she'll go away. I'm thinking. Right. Yeah. And you don't mind. 
Well, I smell. So my thought is, he and I together, nobody would know who smells like what. It would just be like one big smell of love. Mm -hmm. You know, one big, one big odor. And and you know, I don't know if you know people like this, but people that really smell badly, they don't smell their own odor after a while. Right. That we'd be that couple. We'd be that couple that we don't realize how badly we You'd smell. be that couple you walk into their house and go, can you not smell that? <laughs> Which could be the case because she's French. Right. You could be she's... the stinky stinkersons. Right. Because <laughs> you walk into people's house, they have to smell that. Oh, yeah. I'm I don't sure know what do. it is. It's funk. Yeah, I'm sure. But I'll be more than happy to to be the the smoke, the, the smelly smellersons with Johnny Depp. With Johnny Depp. Yeah, I'd like her. to. I'm ready for her to go. There was a, a show on, there was a channel called Turner South. Mm-hmm. And there yeah. was a show on there. It's not, they don't have it anymore. No, they changed think. to Fox Sports South. I right. Think, yeah. But there was a show where the guy and a girl would drive around in a car to different flea markets. I saw that show. That's all they would do. Mm-hmm. They would go to one flea market and they would just walk around and look at stuff. And then they would get bored, and then they'd go to a garage sale and look at stuff, and they'd get paid for it. <laughs> that's a TV show. That, that's a TV show. That's so a- I was so waiting for that guy just to die, retire, whatever. I want that <laughs> job. I want to drive around in an El Camino and look at flea market stuff. And go, look, look at this. Po- just point to things. Yeah, you don't have to buy it. You'd- and what they would do sometimes, they would buy it, and then they would put it on eBay. Oh, so they make you their own money. S- oh. You could see him holding the Mickey Mouse thing. And then you could go online and buy it. Mm, that would be a job for you. So they would buy it at the uh, flea market for $0.25, cents, and they would sell it on eBay for 45 bucks. Okay, so who are you waiting for to either kick it or retire or just <laughs> get the heck out of their job so you can have it? That's a job that you fancy for yourself. 877-6-COOPER. I think Cooper actually knows the person that I'm waiting to retire. Who? His name is Eddie Trunk. Do you know Eddie? He's a, he's a, he was a, The photographer? No, uh, radio, he's a radio guy. He's like the metal radio guy. Oh, wow. And he's, whenever VH1 has a show, you know, the the best metal, the history of metal, he's always the guy that's the, one of the guys they interview. They, don't you know, pick, they never experts. pick you. Never. They pick Eddie. Yeah, they, they bring oh, Eddie yeah. on. yeah. Oh, that guy. Yeah. Or like, you know, I know I, exactly who you're talking about like now. Like the best metal, the best hair band ballads, you know. It's always it's always because he has like a, a metal radio show. It's like syndicated and for years and years. You mm-hmm. waiting for that guy to kick it so you could take over there? Yeah, I want. I mean, I want to be on on VH1. I love heavy metal ballads of the. You should. 80s. Yeah, you're a heavy metal guy. I know that should be your job. Right. So Eddie, retire. Retire. Because I thought you meant because the, there is an Eddie. I forget his name. Is a rock and roll is photographer. There? No. No, the, you're, I, I know who you're talking. He's about. very yep. famous. He's a yep. he's a rock and roll photographer. He's some very famous pictures backstage with the Rolling Stones and and Hendrix and and this is a guy that's been around forever. His first name is Eddie. I forgot his last name, but he's a well known photographer. That's what right. I thought you meant. And there's a show on BBC America called uh, Top Gear. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever seen Top Gear? I've, you know, I, I always, whenever I go to BBC America, I see there's a show called Top Gear. I don't know what it is, so I just right. move on. What is it? It's just two guys, and they interview rock stars when they come on. But in between interviewing rock stars, they drive hot cars. No. Just like last night, they said, this is the brand new Ferrari. And they take it and just abuse the heck out of the car. Oh, no. <laughs> for like 15 minutes. And then they come back and they talk about it. So they then go, and coming up next, the new Mercedes, and they just abuse the heck out of it for 20 minutes and talk about it. That's the job you want. That's all I do is drive cars and talk to rock stars. <laughs> That's wow. it. They had the dude from the darkness on last night. <laughs> In between driving the Ferrari, they're talking to the dude from the, from the darkness. And you're like, I should be doing that. Right. 
Okay, so who, whose job do you want? Who should you replace? Eight seven seven six Cooper. Just waiting for him. You're just waiting for them to just just get out of there. Quit, retire, we don't care. And they came up with this contest uh, to see if a guy running was faster than a car in, bu- <laughs> in bumper-to-bumper traffic. If somebody could get 25 miles quicker in a car or 25 miles quicker on feet. And, and the what did they find? The guy running beat him by 11 minutes. Wow. That See, and you should be that guy. You couldn't do the math, but you'd be the guy hosting it. I could be the guy that comes up with it. It comes up with the idea. Let's see what's faster. Let's, a, a guy or a car. And nobody would shoot that, but we would. Or like, you know, a cheetah or or the or a jaguar. A cheetah running or the car jaguar. See? That kind of, oh, brilliant. there you go. I know. Or a jaguar against a jaguar. Oh, that's right. The jaguar, the car against a jaguar, the animal. Right. We got to produce that show. <laughs> Those guys got, and, and then, then we can they talk to rock stars. We, yeah. We'll talk to the darkness guy. <laughs> so in between seeing if a jaguar is faster than a jaguar we can have like yeah, james blunt comes on james blunt and john mayer is yeah. there for no apparent reason so we just chased two jaguars and now john mayer yeah and then they put john mayer in a car and let him drive it around the track at nine million miles an hour and then they tape it it's the greatest show you gotta watch i could it. see why people would watch that show it makes perfect sense now Okay, so who are you waiting to either kick it, retire, just quit, get out of there? That job is yours. 877-6-Cooper. Hey, Casey. Hey, how are you? Casey, who are we bumping off for you? Um, <laughs> her name's Barbara McKay. Oh, no. I love her. I'm okay, not, good. I don't mean that bad. Like, I think she's fabulous, but I want to be her, and she's old, so they need to replace her anyway. What does she do? She's the home economist for cha- the Channel 3 News here. Oh. And so she's like the lady that like bakes the pies and stuff. Like, she's fabulous. She's great. She's, she's like, been on TV here Charlotte forever. She's Martha Stewart. Yeah. Okay. She, oh, she's Charlotte's Martha Stewart. Yes. And and if you replaced her, what would you do? What would be your first duty as her? I would I would have a cooking show. But a little younger and hipper. Yes. Because that's what the audience is looking for, Barbara. Oh no, I love Barbara. <laughs> I don't mean this is a slam against Barbara. Right? No, but, but but you know, when she retires, she she's gonna have to be replaced by somebody. Yes, Why not you? And it should be me. I've watched her since I was a little girl, and I love her. Cooking with Casey. On her message. <laughs> right, cooking with Casey. With Casey yeah. <laughs> Casey's cookies. Casey's cake. Yes. Casey's See, and, chicken. And Chad and I could be on that show just for five minutes. At the end of the show, we come in there and we eat. And it. We could taste it and then we leave. You know, and Anthony just go, mmm, that's delicious. Yeah, we never say anything. We just come on screen <laughs> and grab cookies and then just walk back out. <laughs> <laughs> you're, so you're producing Casey's show after she takes over for Barbara McKay. That's what's happening here? No, I'm just walking on camera and grabbing a cookie and walking back off. You just want cookies. Exactly. You, <laughs> you don't care who you who you just step over I'll for cookies. I'll make some cookies regardless. Oh, okay. Thank, <laughs> <you>. <laughs> thank you, Casey. <laughs> See, she's good. I, I got to tell you, I, I think you, you got you got to want something. Mm-hmm. You know, someone's got to step down eventually. Barbara can't do it forever. That's right. Right. Hey, Deborah. Hey, how you doing, Cooper? Now, Deborah, who's somebody that you look at and go, she's going to retire one day. I should replace her. I would love to be replacing Samantha Brown and just travel all over the world, go all these great places, and tell people what all my experiences would be for them. I think that'd be excellent. Yeah, she gets treated very well, too. We had her on the show, and she was saying that it's first class all the way. I can only imagine. I mean, she looks like she has a pretty good time and doesn't uh, lack for anything. 
Yeah, you know, that's a good person or place because you look at her and go, nice life. But she has to retire sometime. Absolutely. Absolutely. And why not do it now and let somebody else get in there and show them another whole aspect of travel? I think so, too. You know, probably what's going to happen. She's going to get bitten by a tsetse fly somewhere, and that's going to be the oh, end of right. it for her. <laughs> and I can sacrifice myself to all those terrible things having to go on, you know, like first-class rooms and, you know, Venice Canal rides and all that kind of stuff. I can handle that. Exactly. That's a good one, Deborah. Thanks. I like that. That's, see, that was a smart one because I was thinking, you know, if I bump off Vanessa Paradis, I just get Johnny Depp. Deborah gets the world. Right. First gotta, class, best food. Yeah. I know. she She's smarter than I am. I got to mm. really think about this. Um, all right. So who would you like us to bump off for you? And if we did, you'd replace them in a heartbeat. Whose job do you absolutely think that you'd be perfect for once they retire? 877-6-Cooper. Hey, Rosie. Hey, Cooper. Rosie, who should we bump off for you? You. Okay. <laughs> I don't really want to bump you off. No, no joke. These guys would be thrilled. <laughs> you should see the looks, on, they, they, the big smiles on their faces when you said that. Well, I think the house of meat would be better with a female who actually eats meat. Yeah, that's a good point. Oh. Oh, she's right. Hey, Rosie, would you give us raises? I would give you any raise you want. Well, there you go. Mm. She's in. That's you, we wouldn't even have to give Chad's paycheck away anymore. Oh, wow, Rosie. <laughs> would you take him out of the corner? I would leave him in the corner because he, he seems to do a good job there. But, you know, one of the big things is we'd never have to talk about shoes or purses mm. again. Well, that's true because they hate that. You're right. Those guys, they hate that. And, I have um, five pairs of shoes. That's it. Do you, do you like hair metal? I do like hair metal. I like uh, the more 80s, you know, like Skid Row. You're saying all the right stuff. These guys, you know what, I'm telling you. Do you like Nirvana? (laughs) I don't like Nirvana because they they look like they smell. (laughs) What about Johnny Depp? No, he looks like he smells like foot. Oh, Rosie, you're so higher. <laughs> They're going to bump can me you off start tonight. Tomorrow? <laughs> I, I can. I can be on a plane tomorrow morning anywhere you are. Okay. And do you abuse your significant other? I don't have a significant oh, other. Oh, this is perfect. Oh, this is perfect. You're, you're a little Kathy Lee about Chad, I, I, about your husband, not Chad, sorry, about your husband, Sean yeah, Lee. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, you know what, Rosie, you would do this job so much better than I would. <laughs> you do a great job, though. I also told him my other job would be the talk sex lady, because I think it's creepy that a 90-year-old woman talks about sex all night. I agree. Yeah, let's, yeah. She, yeah if she's 90, she's not. She's going to be retiring soon anyway. Are you good at talking sex? I am, but I say uh, words that you guys can't have on the air. Mm. Mm. So well, you can't do that, though, if you're Cooper. No, you can't on oxygen. She says all sorts of hate things on oxygen. Okay, so you'd be on oxygen during the during the day taping, doing that, and then you right. could do this at night. There you go. Brilliant. Rosie has it all planned out. Brilliant. I do. <laughs> I got Rosie. I'm not even joking. These guys are totally gonna like bump me off tonight. <laughs> I'm getting run down by a car. Something. Can you push I her out of the car? You, find me on MySpace. It's me and a pe- picture of Sebastian Bach. I'm just saying. Oh, that's oh. all I need to hear. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Rosie is who you two have been looking for. Wow. Whose turn is it to take uh, Cooper home tonight? That would be yours. Okay. See, oh, what you no. do is you unlock the door. <laughs> Sean with, with, Lee, send with, a cab. With the left hand, unlock the door, Chad. Right. And just, you, you pick up your foot like this. And just kick her out. <laughs> hey. <laughs> you broke the chair. <laughs> so just kick her out and then she'll roll. But so, you got to do fast. You, you have to go fast. It's so and make thro- sure there's a big truck behind you that can't stop. So it's the Rosie show. It's the Rosie show. Oh, no. I'm so dead.
Karen, who do you look at and go, yeah, I can do that job? Well, first of all, is it Chad or Anthony that's into the heavy metal? That's Chad. Yeah, Chad, Chad, Chad writes the heavy metal column. Check out. It's called After the Burial. It's uh, really heavy metal. They just are kind of making it big. I'm from uh, the Twin Cities, Minneapolis-St. Paul. Yeah. Check out After the Burial. Go to their MySpace page and check it out. And they just are going on a world tour. They're just kind of hitting it big. But if you like heavy metal, it's awesome. They have eight-string guitars, something really unusual. Yeah, cool. I'll check them out. Yeah, that's, and I then want... uh, the job I want is Vanna White. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. I can put a dress on and point. And point and, and yeah, you know, she doesn't even turn letters anymore because it's all computerized. Yeah. And she doesn't so, talk? Nope. I can stand there and point at letters and get, get a nice big paycheck. I think I can handle it. Karen, you got to be able to wave. <laughs> oh, who can't wave? <laughs> oh, and Karen, you got to yeah. clap. Okay, she I claps. can clap. I, I, a one-year-old can do all those things. She's actually, yeah, that's very true. She's actually in the Guinness Book of World Records for the person who's, who clapped the most in her lifetime. Really? Oh, is she God. really? She is. She is. You can look it up. Oh, that's hysterical. But I think I can do it. I don't think you even need a, you know, a high school education, for God's sake, and we can do that job. That's a very <laughs> no, good point. Sure, but the job is rock. Yeah, you know what? You're right. A one-year-old could do it. Smile, clap. And point. And point. And get paid an obscene <laughs> amount of money. Right. Exactly. She makes millions. So I want that job. Oh, that's a good one to want. Yeah. And somebody else does your hair and makeup. You just shower and show up. Is that show still on? Of course it is. Wheel of Fortune? I don't know. I'm of course just it's on. Yeah, it involves thinking, so Anthony doesn't oh, yeah. watch it. It's not on my TiVo. It's it involves, not on. It involves spelling. Yeah, it's not on my TiVo. It's not on. <laughs> this would be you on Wheel of Fortune. Um, I'll take a Q, an 8, <laughs> infinity, and then a J. No, see, I hate that show because when I watch it, they go, I would like to buy a vowel. Why do you want to buy a vowel and take money away from you, you idiot? You don't understand the concept of the show, do you? Would you ever buy a vowel? Of course I would. Why? Because if you have if you have a word that's mostly vowels and all you have there is a J and an S and you're like, what's this word? And, Let and somebody everything else, else buy the vowel because they're stupid. No, don't no, buy but, the vowel. They take money away from you. But if you buy the vowel and then guess it, you get all the money. Yeah, let's put it in Anthony's terms. You've got to sometimes spend money to make money. No. Thank you. No, let somebody else spend money. They're stupid. okay so so who are you waiting for them to just get out of there quit kick it however and that's the job you want 8776 cooper hey paul hey how you doing guys paul who can we put a hit out on for you uh well actually it's a guy first of all i love your show you guys are awesome thank you that's really nice thank you well the guy i'd like to really replace his name is guy fieri I don't know if you ever seen or not, but he's got blonde hair. He does the TGI Fridays commercials. Love. Yes. He does. Uh, he does where he goes around to uh, diners and and um, what is it called? He's the guy that won the Food Star. Yes. That they, they had yeah they had they had the food challenge whatever. He was the he was the the next Food Network star, and now he's got that diners show. Right. He drives around in a red '67 Camaro with his sunglasses on the back of his neck. And he always does is eat the food and tells how good it is. I'm waiting for him to uh, just want to eat that one burger, that one fry that he might kick him off. <laughs> and just go, uh, <laughs> eh, 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 eh. what? No defibrillator in this diner? Uh. <laughs> I mean, all the food he eats, he eats is just so cake of grease and everything. I'm just waiting for it, just for the straw to finally break the camel's back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you so see it coming, Paul. You're like, this guy's days are numbered. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and he doesn't eat, he doesn't eat weird food. He just eats meat and stuff. Yeah. Meat, 
and greasy fries. That's it. <laughs> that guy is one wrapped piece of bacon away from a stroke. <laughs> you may Paul- be closer to his job than you think. <laughs> <laughs> and Paul will step right in. Right. Uh, absolutely. I'll, Thanks, Paul. I'll Thank you. you. <laughs> That's I, yeah. Because I watched that show. I'll, that's the show that uh, had the penguin on it. Oh, yeah, the penguin where we like to eat. Right. Oh, I thought you meant penguin. <laughs> no, no, no. The no, rest, the no, no, the diner, yeah. the penguin that we like. The one yeah. that we called you and you said. Give me a hamburger plain with nothing on it. Yeah, like we need to it. know how to order for you. Right. We almost ha- we almost hung up on you. We spent the whole time rolling our eyes and, hey, and giving Chad's, you crap. Chad, since you're late, would you like me to order you something? Yeah, a hamburger plain <sighs> with nothing on it. Why nothing. Just, no why cheese. Why hang up on him? Why don't you just hang up on him that day? Why don't you stay on the phone and listen to <laughs> take his order? Like, you, like he was going to get anything different. No ketchup, no mustard, no cheese. Nothing on it. Really? Just a hamburger and fries and a Pepsi. So that's with chili? <laughs> and cheese? <laughs> All right, so who's the person you look at and go, that guy, is? It's not. he's going to retire or kick it or something soon. I'm going to do that job when he's gone. 8776-Cooper. Hey, John. Hey, how you doing? John, whose job would you take in a heartbeat? Well, I've been listening to all these people who want these glamorous jobs. I want a job that... You know, nobody would really want in America. I what? want Hugh Hefner to do- drop over. <laughs> <laughs> That's the most obvious one. How can nobody have said that? Well, you know, I got I kept hearing all these glamorous things. I thought, you know, nobody wants a job Hugh Hefner has. You run around in your pajamas. You have parties all the time. And scantily clad women hanging all over you. you and know, three tough, girlfriends. I could do it. Yeah, could you handle three girlfriends, though? Are you kidding? I've had three wives. I could take three girlfriends. (laughs) (laughs) But you haven't had three wives at the same time. Uh, Well, no, that is a good point. That is a good point. However, I've paid for three wives at the same time. (laughs) John, how do you look in a smoking jacket? Uh, Well, actually, I don't look good in much of anything. Oh. When you get right down to it, you know, I mean, a smoking jacket, probably not that good. But I think I'd look good in silk pajamas. Oh, well, that's all you need. I mean, he's mostly naked anyway, so what's the difference? You don't right. look at anything except a bed. Oh, you know, that's good. That's true. Exactly. And you get to look at pictures all day and go, no, not that one. Use that one for the <laughs> Right. <laughs> exactly. Oh, she, she's she's not bent over job. enough. Right. You can't take use, that picture. Use that one. She's bent over more. Yeah, that, that's the cover right there. Yeah. You get you to can, pick the bunnies. <laughs> you pick the bunnies. The gorgeous naked women walk in. You go, no, 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 yes. Yeah, I'm, well, you know, I think I'm sorry. Is that job. a freckle? No. So. Wow. I'm, That's a good I'm, one, John. And you get to tell hot women, no, you're not good enough for Playboy. Yeah, you're not hot right. enough. <laughs> you're not hot enough for me. Oh, wow. <laughs> John, that's the best part of the job. You get to tell hot women, you're not hot enough for me. I'm sorry. Right. You need to You've be hot. You've been told you're hot your whole life, but for me, no. <laughs> not quite. No. Not enough. No. Come back when you had work done on your face. <laughs> Hi, Warren. Hey, how are you doing, Cooper? So now, Warren, who can we uh, have whacked for you? Well, I'm not sure how you pronounce his name, but it's, I think his name is Walter Ios. And what does he do? He is the photographer that shoots most of the swimsuit illustrated stuff. Oh. Nice. Uh, the, the, a lot of the, well, I don't know if he does, he does the, the fashion part of Playboy. <laughs> <laughs> There's no fashion in Playboy. <laughs> well, if there is, he does. He <laughs> might do the other part, too. But, uh, well, no, you're right, because sometimes they are negligees. Yeah, that yeah, that yeah. constitutes as fashion for Playboy. 
So that guy's job is to fly to exotic places and shoot gorgeous women that are barely dressed. Yeah, Elle McPherson and Rachel, uh, Rachel, what's her name? Hunter. Hunter. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. And Tyra and all the women that have mm. been on, on yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I, so, Walter, you know, you don't even have to kick. Just retire, man. Slow down. So yeah, Warren, slow if, down. If you could be the swimsuit photographer guy or Hugh Hefner, which one would you pick? I'd honestly pick the uh, the swimsuit photographer guy. Because Warren's a photographer, so at least he yeah. can use his skills and feel like he's oh. he's doing something. But I bet you if they if Hugh wanted to take some photos, they'd let him. <laughs> <laughs> and they would publish them too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah they would. Well, They'd be blurry, one, but why is this one all out of focus? <laughs> right, Hughes. <laughs> 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 we got to put it in anyway. <laughs> it's his magazine. <laughs> he he signs the checks. Right. That's how that goes. <laughs> and he's got three girlfriends. <laughs> right. <laughs> Hi, James. Designers, make it work. <laughs> make it work, people. <laughs> I would be. I would take Tim Gunn's spot. <laughs> I get. You know, I gotta tell you, he's a. I've got a friend that went to that school who says he's the sweetest guy in the world. I bet he is. He se- seems really nice. That that'd be a great job for you because not only would you be able to, um, you know, tell people what to do, you <laughs> get to wear fabulous clothes. I'm sure he's got a wardrobe person who dresses him. Exactly. You know, and I'd say. Nina, that outfit you're wearing is too yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, now that I think about it, when they actually do the Project Runway part where they're coming down the runway, he's not there. No, he's not there, no. No, but he gets to to talk to all the, uh, you know, the designers, and he gets to critique them and say, you know, this looks good, this looks, you know, change it or whatever. And I I love fashion. I I don't know a whole lot about it, but I just think it's kind of neat what he does. Holler at your girl, James. Holler at her, yeah. I know. (laughs) <laughs> have a nice night thanks James that would be a good job what are you guys talking about? Tim Gunn from Project Runway mm. and Style Me What's he's got some style show on the Style Network and he I styles people yeah I have no idea what you're talking about <laughs> you guys are so straight hi Michael hi now Michael who can we bump off for you because you'd like to take their job oh uh, either one of the Mythbusters <laughs> yeah, yeah. I want to get paid to blow stuff up give me that Exactly, because they, you know they don't really do the dangerous, dangerous stuff. They send the girl in for the real dangerous stuff. Uh, yeah, but just you know, just anyway, just uh, building stuff, blowing it up later. That's that's a job for me. Right. How long will it take to blow this truck up? I don't know. Let's try it. I say <laughs> exactly. ten minutes. I say eight. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> blow up that truck. Right. <laughs> Thank well, you, Michael. No problem. <laughs> that's a good one. They have fun, those guys on that show, don't you think? They do. Yeah. All right, so now if somebody was about to retire or possibly, you know, Anthony knows people, maybe we can have them hit for you. Uh, who would you, whose job would you like to take? 877-6-COOPER. Hi, Heather. Hi there. I don't want either one of you guys to die, but I want your job. <laughs> okay, so maybe we'll retire at some point. We are all old. I, I've been calling, like, I call all the time. and just like, they need interns, they need call screeners. I want to be on the radio so bad that I call in to every show I can, like, every day. Just to be honest. Well, wow. we do. We do need interns. Yeah, we. we frankly, come up here and answer. Actually, hey, do we actually do, Heather? Let me talk to somebody. <laughs> are you Are you in college right now? Actually, I just graduated with a mass com degree, and I had a radio show with my college radio station. But that's about that's about it. But I just I just love it. I just think it's so fun. I listen to talk radio all the time, and it's so I don't know. It occupies my time a lot better than listening to 
random commercials and music sometimes. Yeah. You know? Well, Heather, we we already have one applicant for the position. Her name was Roxy, and we're going to have to <laughs> see if you'd be more qualified. No, actually, send Rosie. Me, send, oh, Rosie. Rosie, I'm yeah, sorry. Send me an email, and uh, we'll put you in the pile for uh, internship. Yeah, because we, okay. we, are, we actually are hiring, Heather. A- yeah. Anthony at CooperLawrenceShow.com. Okay, I will send you an email tonight. Okay. Absolutely. Thank All you, right. Heather. Thanks. Have a night. Thanks. But now I'm scared because Heather's going to get even closer. So once she's actually physically working here, she could bump me off. Yeah, we get somebody in here, you're gone. You know, especially if she's an intern, she could be like, I, I, I have to go wax the floor by Cooper's desk. Right. You know, oh, I don't know how Cooper fell and broke her neck. Don't know how that <laughs> happened. Just happened. Yeah, we got this new... Uh, toaster that you can use in the shower cooper right. they, they wanted you to try this out and maybe do an ad for it oh really yeah <laughs> so no. i could shower and eat toast at the no, same right. time no, that's not, brilliant chad you're an idiot it's not a shower toaster it's a bath, bath toaster, toaster. Oh. yeah so you, you have to take a bath and then you jump in with the toaster right. well see this is perfect because i i don't bathe enough i should bathe plus i eat toast every morning Right. This perfect. is perfect like, this is great it, that's that's how they came up with it they're combining the two people like me yeah. <laughs> okay, I'll have to try it, and we'll see if we're going to endorse it or not. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Carl. Yeah, how we doing? <laughs> <laughs> I wonder who you want to die. Yeah, Carl, who can we bump off for you? Yeah, I want to I wanna be one of them uh, talking guys, you know. <laughs> one of those talking guys. <laughs> <laughs> A voiceover guy, or do you want to be the sling blade guy? Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about, about that sling blade now. <laughs> I like what you talk. <laughs> I want one of them voiceover guys. You are not talk that way. Talk about the movies and whatnot. <laughs> In a world. All right, Dan. <laughs> okay, Carl, so so we'll, let's do the sling blade ad. Let's do In a World Where a Man Has Gone Crazy. In a world with mustard biscuits, I reckon. Great fried potatoes. <laughs> Thank you, Carl. <laughs> Take one more. I like what you talk. Can I do one more? Yes. Okay. Hi, Diego. How you doing? Now, Diego, who can we bump off for you? If somebody could get could either quit or get fired or whatever, you would take over their job in a second. Who would that be? If it, for me, I think most guys can agree with me. It will probably be the tanning lotion guy. That provides the lotion and a tanning oil for the supermodels. Oh, you're right. It has to be somebody's job to oil the girls up before they get photographed. Exactly, exactly. And I just think it's simple and, uh, I don't know, maybe it's a great way to pick up uh, good-looking girls. See, you know, somebody has to have that job. And my guess is it's probably a gay guy who doesn't really enjoy it the way right. a straight guy would. Exactly. You know, it's just not fair for us guys, us straight guys, I guess. Exactly. Some married lathering up Tyra Banks. It's not fair. Diego's available. Right. I don't see the problem. Chad will do it too. <laughs> of course, Chad will. <laughs> Only if my wife's not listening. I was going to say, <laughs> Chad will be married for much longer, but he'll do it. <laughs> yeah, I'm still working at the radio station. 